Greetings and welcome to the Tapestry Podcast. I am your host, Chris Turner. Tapestry is the adoption and foster care ministry of Irving Bible Church in Irving, Texas. Join me on the podcast today is Jason Weber. Jason is the National Director of Foster Care Initiatives with the Christian Alliance for Orphans, better known as CAFO. Together with his wife, Tricia, Jason has adopted five kids out of the foster care system and is here today to talk to us about a new book. Hi, Jason. Hey, Chris. How are you? I'm good. You? Doing well. The book you've written is Farmer Herman and the Flooding Barn. And Jason, I understand this is based on a true story. It is. It is. Back in 1981, there was a farmer and his wife, uh, Herman and Donna Ostry, who bought a farm outside of Bruno, Nebraska. And the farm was great, except it had this barn that was continually flooding. Mm. So they talked about a lot of different ways that they could fix this, and everything was really expensive and really difficult. So one night at dinner, Herman made a joke at the family dinner table, and he said, you know, if we just had enough people, we could pick this thing up and move it. (laughs) Everybody laughed and kind of kept eating. Uh, But the next day, his son, Mike, who was an adult at the time, he went out the next day with a tape measure, and he started counting up the boards, and he started measuring things, and he figured out that the barn weighed 16,000 pounds, and if they were going to move it, they would need to build a steel grid through it to stabilize it and to be able to carry it. And so that would add another 3,000 pounds. So 19,000 pounds divided by 344 people. If each person could lift 55 pounds, they theoretically, philosophically, (laughs) pick up the barn and move it. It just happened that the town's centennial was coming up. So they were about to celebrate their 100th anniversary. Now, this is a town of 143 people. Um, They went to the centennial committee and, and said, hey, can we make a barn moving part of the centennial celebration? And they said... Yeah, let's do it. So on July 30th, 1988, 344 people showed up on the farm and 4,000 people from 11 states came to watch. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. So it's like they're either going to, they're either about to see something amazing or they're about to witness the greatest catastrophe in the history of Nebraska. So Farmer Herman gets out front, gives everybody instructions, tells them to get inside and around the edges and there's bars all the way through and sticking out and they all line up. Uh, He's on a microphone with a loudspeaker. He tells them on three, we're going to lift up. And on three, they lift up. The barn comes off the ground. The crowd goes wild. And they marched the barn 115 feet, up six feet of elevation, turned it 90 degrees, and set it back down in its new dry location. Wow. That's awesome. (laughs) This is a children's book. We're just looking for a way to to connect with folks and, and help them understand what we're trying to do with the National Foster Care Initiative and what all of our organizations that are members of CAFO that work in foster care are trying to do. You see, it's a great picture, this story uh, of what's happening in foster care and also what's happening in the church as it relates to foster care because it's no secret to anyone listening to this podcast that in foster care, our barn is flooded. Mm -hmm. And the normal reaction to flooding is always just to grab a bucket. And you grab a bucket and you start scooping. And when you realize that's not working, you just say, well, if we had another bucket, mm-hmm. you know, it'd be okay. And so we, add, you know, we get another bucket and we keep adding buckets and keep adding buckets. And pretty soon we're making the barn less wet, but we're not making it dry. Right. Because it's going to rain again. Right. And the rain keeps coming in. And so at some point we have to stop and say, you know, it's time to move the barn. And it's going to take a lot of extra people working together 
to do that. And that's happening all over the country. There are organizations and people in communities, churches who've never worked together before on anything, who are working together for kids in foster care, organizations who've never worked together on anything are working together for kids in foster care. And so that's happening and we want to see that happen more and more. We want to come to the point where churches and organizations are working together in every zip code in the country to provide more than enough for kids and families in foster care. We had uh, Bruce Kendrick with Embrace Texas on on an earlier podcast, and that's kind of what they're working towards as well, is looking for these solutions at the local level and getting the local churches involved. And I think that direction that Bruce was talking about with getting the local churches involved in every aspect of caring for these kids is kind of the same message I'm hearing from Farmer Herman, is that you don't need to be able to do everything yourself, but if you can do just this part enough of us do just that part, then working together, we can move the barn. That's right. That's one of the biggest mistakes I think we make in foster care advocacy. In the church, we walk in the church, if we get a chance to set up a table or we get a chance to to go up front and we go to an audience and the, the opportunity we present to folks is the single most difficult thing you could possibly say is become a foster or adoptive family. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've skipped over dozens of other ways that folks could be involved. And so now they've checked out. Now they've said, right. this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. This is for super saint that, you know, like the phantom person that exists, right? right? <laughs> and so, so you've tuned out 99.5% of the audience. Um, that's not an actual statistic. That's just... It's close enough. I, I just made that up. Uh, <laughs> However, when we take a different approach and we say, you know, there's a spot for everyone Mm -hmm. around the barn. There is a handle for everyone to grab onto to help pick up and lift. Um, Then we get to a different place. Then we start seeing our churches sending mentors for kids. We see our churches start sending uh, respite care for families. We see our churches doing all kinds of things um, way beyond just fostering and adopting. That's good for the church and that's great for kids and families. So, Jason, while this is a children's book, you've really done something interesting in terms of illustrating it. Could you talk a yeah. little bit more about that? Yeah. So, wrote the book, and then the question becomes, well, who do we get to illustrate it? Mm-hmm. And getting ready one morning, it just seemed obvious that how you would illustrate a book about 344 people working together <laughs> is to get 344 people to work together to illustrate it. That's great. So we've gone to kids, adoptive and foster parents, child welfare professionals, lawyers, judges, organizational leaders, authors, and recording artists, wow. all of whom have contributed original drawings uh, for this book. So they all drew these drawings in Sharpie, uh, as we asked them to, nice. just black Sharpie. And we had a very talented college student at the time. She's since graduated, Kaylin Strock. And she came in and she uh, colored and shaded everything. Now, her instructions were, hey, just keep the integrity of the drawings. Keep them the same. Don't change anything. Just color them in and shade them in. And we've used that to illustrate the book. And it's turned out great. That's awesome. So is it like each page contains multiple drawings from these different artists? That's right. We asked people to draw anything from pigs to fence posts. And so every single thing has been drawn in the book by different people. That's very cool. So somebody can you know, flip open the book, turn to a page, and goes, there's my pig, there's my pig. That's right. <laughs> That's, That's great. right. That's right. And there's an index in the back of the book that contains uh, the names and pictures and a little thumbnail drawing of, of everybody that contributed. So that you can see awesome. everybody that's in it. Yeah, it's really fun. That is a very unique perspective on, on creating a book. 
I, I had not heard of that before. Because usually when you think of illustrators, you think, okay, maybe, you know, there's always definitely one guy. Like, you know, I, I'm still a comic book reader. And there's multiple illustrators, sure, but it's usually like no more than four at most. And one of those is probably the colorist. So I, this is the first time I think I've heard of a book being illustrated by 344 people. That's well, it was certainly an experiment. You know, <laughs> it could have turned out very poorly, but it, it turned out great, and we're excited about it. It's just fun to watch all the different kinds of people that have drawn for the book, from from the kids that are in there and the great drawings that they've done to professionals in child welfare. Mary Beth Chapman has drawn a picture for the book, Jars of Clay, the entire band uh, has drawn <laughs> pictures for the book. Dennis and Barbara Rainey, uh, Andrew Peterson, and Dr. Karen Purvis was able to contribute a drawing oh, that's great. for the book before she passed. That's awesome. Well, I think that's a great example of the book's message itself, that enough people working together can accomplish something very powerful. That's right. And so the story of the barn is the story of the book, and the story of the book is the story of the barn. I like that. <laughs> We might steal that. Uh, feel free. <laughs> it's yours. So I'm guessing the, the book's available on Amazon for purchase. Where else might someone find it? So yeah, in addition to Amazon, it's available at Target.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Books A Million, and ChristianBook.com. So to go along with the book, you guys have created a resource that adults can use with kids. That's right. That's right. We've created a classroom kit that can be used in Sunday school classrooms, can be used in a Christian school uh, environment, classroom environment, or in a homeschool environment. And what that kit includes is a copy of the book that you would read during the class time, and then a leader's guide that helps you kind of guide the discussion through that book. And it's, and it's a great, you know, the book isn't about foster care in and of itself. Right. The book is about unity and solving big problems together. Mm -hmm. And so it's a great springboard for beginning to talk about what does biblical unity mean Mm. and what does it look like to solve big problems together and what do we do about this particular big problem of kids who need families right? and and beginning to have that conversation with kids. And so you have this discussion in the classroom setting and then the kit also includes 20 copies of a take-home devotional that they, a three-night devotional they take home, they do with their families at home, and it allows that conversation to continue going, not just in the minds and hearts of the kids, but also with their parents. So, Jason, this is a children's book, and other than entertaining kids with a good story, what are you hoping to accomplish with it? Well, I hope it can be a place where it's not just kids uh, taking in the story and mm. thinking about the, the principles that are there, but it's really kids and parents together. You know, I think about the, the number of books on our bookshelf that we read with our kids and we read them over and over again. And, I so, and so I hope that in any given home, it becomes a continual reminder yeah. of the power of unity to accomplish big things and the responsibility and opportunity we have to work together to solve big things for kids and families in foster care. Fantastic. If you'd like more information about the resource kit, you can go to the website movethebarn.org. I'd like to thank Jason for being on the podcast today. Thank you, Chris. If you have a question that will fit into 140 characters, you can tweet it to us at tapestryibc. If you require a bit more room, feel free to email us at tapestry at irvingbible.org. You can also find us on Facebook at tapestryibc. You can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or on the Google Play Store. Just search for a Tapestry Adoption Podcast. If you have enjoyed and gotten value from this podcast, we would appreciate a review in either of those locations. You can find more resources on our website, tapestryministry.org. Thank you for listening. 